Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. The title of what I want to talk to you about today comes from Exodus 23, verse 22. And this scripture says, But if thou will indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. Bring it down just a little bit. Today the subject is this. The Holy Spirit will be an enemy to your enemies. Now I want to lay a little bit of a foundation and tell you about your enemy. First of all, you only have one true enemy, and his name is Satan. With that being said, when people submit to his influence, they can very much appear as your enemies. That's okay. You don't have to amen, but you know it's true. And so today, as I'm talking, when I say enemies... You understand that sometimes people appear to be our enemy. But ultimately, there's only one enemy, and his name is Satan. And the good thing is, if you read the back of this book, he's defeated already, and we win. But I want to begin by saying this to you. Every enemy that you face in your life is and can be a turning point for your life. The Holy Spirit is your master mentor. If you read your Bible and find in John the 16th chapter, the 14th chapter, the 15th chapter, you will find the Holy Spirit's job. And the Holy Spirit's job is to be a navigator for you through this life. The Holy Spirit's job is to help you get through situations, help you know what the word is that you have hidden in your heart. The Holy Spirit's job is to be a mentor and especially he is a mentor, a wonderful mentor through critical seasons of your life. I don't know if you've ever gone through any critical seasons, but I sure have. Sometimes we don't know what they are until we've already gone through them or that we're right in the middle of them. But critical seasons can be times of transition. Critical seasons are times of maybe going through the death of a loved one, maybe being diagnosed with some kind of chronic illness. Critical seasons can be a time that new relationships begin or critical seasons can be also those times that critical relationships end. So, the Holy Spirit is a master mentor and we need to lean on Him during those times that we feel attacked. Your obedience and faith quantifies His covenant with you. Your obedience and faith is what will bring His covenant to reality in your life. 
Because his will is his will. It's sovereign and it's there and it will always be there. But how we get it in our life is to agree with it, to believe that it's yours, and to walk as if it's true. Amen? Now, I've got a few things that, that you can remember. I've even got it written down. Things that you should remember during attacks. And I'll tell you how I got this message. I'll tell you how God spoke this message to me. I'm in a season in my life that is very different right now. and That's about as far as I'll go with that. But it's very different for me. And there's been some times that I have wondered what in the world is going on. And yesterday I got on my motorcycle. Heather and the kids went to somewhere, the water park. And you know, this beautiful physique, we didn't want to scare everybody. So I got on my motorcycle. And uh, <laughs> and I ended up in Nashville. I was just riding. And uh, I went and I sat down and ate dinner with my son and his wife, Courtney. And uh, we got to talking about things and sharing things that had hurt us and things that that God had brought us through. And so on my, and we were talking about the season. And on my way home yesterday, on my motorcycle, you know, when you're on a motorcycle, you cannot talk on the phone. You can't text. You can't do anything but sit there. And I do thank God. Uh, plug for Kingdom Customs. I do have tunes on my motorcycle. If you have a motorcycle, go see Shaggy. Anyway. Um, but I was listening to some music and I just turned it off. I was I was coming up the hill, not even quite to Cookville from Nashville. And I just turned it off and just started praying and talking to God and he began to download this message into my heart and here's some things that when I got home first thing I did is I got my computer out and I, I started looking up scriptures and here's some things that you need to remember during attacks you don't have to raise your hand but has anybody ever felt attacked well, I got news for you and this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, you might as well get ready because somebody ain't going to like it when you move into a new season. So I said, Lord, what do I do then? And he said, lean in on the mentorship of the Holy Spirit. And this scripture came to my mind that I read to you in Exodus. And I, I didn't know where it was, but I had heard the scripture, of course, and I looked it up when I got home. And it says, if you obey his voice. Can you put that back up, please? Exodus 23, 22. If you obey his voice and do all that he says, then I will, he said, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversary. And I started writing down what I heard the Lord saying and one of the things I heard him say was the Holy Spirit will reveal when somebody is being used by the enemy. 2 Corinthians 2.11 To keep Satan from taking advantage of us for we are not ignorant to his schemes. The Holy Spirit will be your intel. 
The Holy Spirit, if you feel like you are all alone and you feel like you are isolated and you feel like nobody is listening to you or caring about what you have to say, I got good news for you. Jesus isn't mad. I love the first song that we sing. The joy of the Lord is in this house and we are the house of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's good news. The Holy Spirit will also give you answers regarding your enemy. Can I tell you, there's been times, I probably shouldn't tell you recently, (laughs) but there's been times that I've just wanted to just tell somebody what I thought. You're laughing off a hard back there, Rodney. You ain't ever felt that way, have you? But then you know what? That's not that's not what what did Jesus do when they stuck a side in his a spear in his side and they spit on him? And they did all these grotesque things to his body. He said, Father, forgive them. The Holy Spirit will give you answers regarding your enemy. Matthew 10, verses 19 and 20, it says, But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say. You don't have to walk around thinking, Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to say this. Have it, you, I know y'all been driving down the road one day, and you, I, I can't wait till I see them. Oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, and you even practice how you're going to look. You look in the mirror and you go. I heard this years ago and I've shared it many times. I'm going to share it again. Don't nurse it. Don't rehearse it. Disperse it and God will reverse it. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you're to say. For what you are to say will be given you within that very hour. For it is not you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Now that's only if you're saying what He's telling you to say. (laughs) Amen. The next thing that I want to share with you that the Lord shared with me. Your enemy may be suddenly and dramatically confronted by the Holy Spirit. Do you remember the story about how Saul was knocked off his beast it says that in Acts the ninth chapter verse 3 it says as he traveled he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him displaying the glory and majesty of Christ and he fell to the ground and heard a voice from heaven saying to him Saul, Saul why are you persecuting and oppressing me and Saul said Who are you, Lord? And he answered, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Listen, if we allow the Holy Spirit to fight our battles, not only will it be won, but they will get saved, get changed, and everybody will be better. Amen? The Holy Spirit will bring conviction on your enemies. uh, 1 Timothy, sorry. 1 Timothy 2.4 Who wishes all people to be saved and come to the knowledge and recognition of divine truth. See, the jailer of Paul and Silas, do you remember that? In Acts 16, verses 29 and 30, 
Then the jailer called for the torches and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out of the inner prison, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what makes your true enemy, the devil, the most fearful of you as a child of God is when you will walk in kingdom principles even when your flesh wants to bust somebody's head. As long as we, listen, if you think a thought, that's not a sin because your mind, I, I, I'm not a... I'm not a psychologist, and I don't have the, the things in front of me, that, but the statistics are easy to find online. How many thoughts go through a human mind every day? That's why also I haven't maybe done this in a while, but I want you to say it with me. Say, I am a spirit. I live in a body, and I possess a soul. Your soulless realm is your mind, your will, your intellect. That's where your thoughts are. And you know what? That is a place that's affected by what you see because your eyes, your ears, your senses bring information into your mind. And you can't help what you think, but with the power of the mentorship of the Holy Ghost, you can help what you say. Before he became Apostle Paul, Saul was an enemy to the church. But God changed his heart we wouldn't have most of the New Testament if it wasn't for God changing his heart I believe that we have have people have young people have, have lots of people in our lives that can affect people around us but if we allow anger to, to make us say things that we want to we could stifle what God wants to do in somebody's life because before he became who he was he was who the world had impressed on him to be I got good news God can do the same thing for your enemies and my enemies as he did with Paul or Saul. Amen? And here's another good point that, and it's so funny, I don't know if y'all like this, I'm just going to be honest with you. When God speaks to me, or, or even, it don't even have to be a God thing, when I'm, certain things happen, I remember where I was, and then I, when, I, when I say it again, I go back there. I was popping through, um, well, I may have stopped at Bucky's. I'm not admitting to it. I, I, I may have bought some boys uh, some things that their mom asked me to and it had a picture of a beaver on it and I was hoping nobody saw me checking out is what I was hoping. But as I was coming out of there and starting, I was on this side of Crossville. God will fight for you against your enemy. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4 For the Lord your God is He who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies listen to save you <laughs> that's good news amen 
I got to be honest with you too. I, I remember this song. I don't know if you know this song or not. Give me a key. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Never heard that song, have you? You're doing good, though. You're doing good. And when I thought of that, when that came to my mind, and when I looked that scripture up when I got home, that song came to my mind because I picture, see, we see, feel, and hear the bad doctor's report. We see, feel, and hear what people say about us. We see, feel, and hear the, maybe the divorce you walked through or the death of a loved one. We see, feel, and hear all that. But see, those are just things that Satan uses on this earth to harm us. I believe that there's a battle going on in the, in the realms of eternity. Not that I wonder who's going to win. But I believe because Satan, and if you disagree with this, that's okay. As a child of God, Satan has to have permission to attack you. And I believe just like if, if, he, if, if he went and asked permission for Job, I think he'll go and ask for permission for you. And here's how I think it happens. When we say things that are destructive, in, that's why we should everyone read the law of confession at least once a year, every year of our life. Because when we say things that give Satan the right to come in and be a part of our life, like, like this. If you believe Proverbs 18, 21, then you have to believe this because you can't believe one part and not believe another. If you believe Proverbs 18, 21, where it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, when you say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it, Satan at that point, I believe. See, remember, Satan is not omniscient. He can't hear your thoughts, but he sure is perched up listening for your words because that's what gives him permission. And I truly believe the fight that's going on in the unseen realm is that he is saying, oh, did you hear what he said? Did you hear that they are not believing? He is not confessing. He is not believing for that healing, so you're not going to heal him, God. I'm going." And then God stands up with his audacious grace and says, stop. I believe believe that that's what's going on and when I when I started seeing that in my mind that's when I started singing that song I even looked it up Lyndall Cooley if you want to look it up later I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me took back what he stole from me I took back what he stole from me I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me he's under my feet He's under my feet, oh, he's under my feet, yes, he's under my feet, he's under my feet, he's under my feet, the devil is under my feet. The Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. We say that. 
we've, we've declared that. Andy said Wednesday night when he was preaching, he said, this is basics. This is, uh, this is you know, back to the basics or whatever. Listen, the basics is a good place to go back to. It's a foundation called the word of truth. And the word of truth declares God will fight for you against your enemy. I've got two or three more things I want to share with you. The next one is your faith and wisdom can limit the damage an enemy can do to you. Your faith and wisdom can limit the damage that an enemy can do to you. I'll say that again. Your faith and wisdom can limit the damage that an enemy can do to you. First of all, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The, 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 the most ludicrous thing that you can do to a man or a woman that is filled with faith in the Word of God is tell them they can't do what the Word of God says they can do. That's ludicrous. Because you get up against somebody that, that knows that they are healed because 1 Peter 2.24 says they are healed and say, oh, you're not going to get better. Oh, you got, you got a conversation on your hands. Because they're going to stand up and they're going to go, oh, yes, I am healed by the blood of Jesus and the stripes on his back. And ooh, and then wisdom. The reason wisdom is so important is because wisdom is the ability to know the difference. The difference when to tell them off and when to shut your mouth and rely on the Holy Spirit. Psalm 118.6 says, now I know Lord, that you are for me. And I will never fear what man can do to me. Ooh, somebody say amen. Ecclesiastes 7.12 For wisdom is a protection even as money is a protection. But the excellent advantage of knowledge is that wisdom shields and preserves the lives of its possessors. You know why most people are broke after they've been taught the principle of tithing and uh, sowing? Most people are still broke because they don't have wisdom. They don't use wisdom. You can be a tither, but if you're spending more money than you're making, that's not wise. So don't be blaming God because you're broke. I've been tithing and I ain't got no money but you driving a rose and leasing an apartment oh pastor don't be jumping on I ain't jumping on you use wisdom buy a house and then buy a nice car after you pay the house off okay 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 I will stop Faith and wisdom are two of the most powerful things that God has given us to use against our enemy. Because faith says, I can, and wisdom says, when to. The Holy Spirit will teach you the principles of warfare against your enemy. Psalm 144, verse 1. 
there is only one strong, safe, and secure place for me. It is, I'm sorry, it's in God alone who gives me strength for the battle. The next thing. The enemy will be opposed by God even when you feel unable to defend yourself. Your enemy will feel the resistance of the Holy Spirit even when you feel weak when you rely on Him. 2 Chronicles 2.15 He said, Listen carefully, all you people of Judah. How many knows what the tribe of Judah did and stood for? Praise. Sometimes you don't feel like praising. But if you will hold on to the Word of God, your enemy, through your praise, will be defeated. Because God inhabits the praises of His people. And when you start praising Him, so, so listen to me, listen to me. You can't be talking about somebody. You can't be running somebody down. You can't be sharing your opinion if you expect God to show up in your life because He responds to praise. He said, listen carefully, all you people of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. The Lord says to you, be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Second Chronicles 20:17 says, You need not to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand and witness the salvation of the Lord, who is with you, O Judah. Um, and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, here's something else. The Holy Spirit will totally demoralize and weaken your enemy with fear towards you before the, enemy, before the uh, battle even begins. I'm going to say that again because I stuttered. The Holy Spirit will demoralize and weaken your enemy with fear towards you before the battle even begins. Joshua 2.9 And she said to the, man, to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror and dread of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the Land have melted in despair because of you. And then verse 11, it says, When we heard it, our hearts melted in despair, and a fighting spirit no longer remained in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. We don't have to walk. Matter of fact, if you will get up in the morning and say, God, thank you that I can breathe. Thank you, Lord, that I can walk. Thank you that I can go and go to work today. Don't be arguing about your job. Thank God that you have a job. Don't be arguing that your kids left stuff out in the yard. Teach them to do better. But thank God that they're healthy enough to be messy. Perspective is so important. When you are facing people that are being used by the enemy, when you're facing spiritual battles, when you're facing anything, 
Perspective is so important. And understand that you don't have to sweat the small stuff. The Holy Spirit will weaken your enemy before the fight even, before the battle even gets to you if you will trust in Jesus. The last thing, and then I'm finished. How many, how many has ever, um, <laughs> how many has ever been in a battle and felt alone? You, you, you got people that love you, but you just feel alone. God will always send you somebody during the battle. Isaiah 43, verses 1 and 2. But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go... Through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. God will always send somebody in the middle of the battle. Thank you so much for watching this sermon. We hope it encouraged you. Check out more of Apostle Jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week. We also do live streams on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday night chapels at 6.30. We would love for you all to stay connected, so go like and follow all of our socials. Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the, the fam! fam.